better sleep means a better you. That's why Mattress Firm came up with the Rest Assured Promise, featuring the best mattresses from America's best mattress brands. Like the Temper Breeze Collection, available now, with a $300 instant gift good towards your choice of sleep accessories. Visit with our sleep experts in-store, online, or by phone to find the right bed for you. Only at Mattress Firm, America's number one Tempur-Pedic retailer. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play where you know when you win, you're going to get paid. Because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been... A small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. Mybookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's mybookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the Zabecast, if you hate the current wildcard format where it's win and go on, lose and go home, well, I'm here to tell you there was even worse ideas that have been tried in the past. A brief history, as Jim Mora would say, of playoffs. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me. We've got plenty to talk about with him. All that plus a rousing fuck that guy. And you should be good. Your bonus, 40 minutes of uncensored me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. Oh, 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 oh. Wednesday, October 2nd, 2019. Thank you for downloading. The result of Tuesday night's Brewers-Nationals wildcard game was too late for this edition of the newspaper. Tune in tomorrow for a full recap of all the emotions, plays, and moments in that game. Before I get going, let me just say thank you for the feedback uh, about the Monday morning format of running through every NFL game from the weekend, giving my thoughts, an angle, a play, Something like that. I try to add value to it. I'm not just trying to read box scores. But it is hard, I find, sometimes to get a good grasp, a good synthesized grasp of how did a game go? What happened in a game? Can you summarize it in four or five bullet points? And that's what I try to do. So I will keep doing it because much more positive feedback than the one data point of negative feedback. Now, here's what I would like to ask you, dear listener. Today, as I have been the last couple of days, I'm coming to you from actually the five-hour Energy Dome, where I'm recording via a uh, Audio-Technica headset microphone. You know, like the announcer headset. So I got the boom mic headset on. It's going right into my Rodecaster Pro. Personally, I think it sounds bad. I think I can I can hear the more tinny, less robust audio quality of this microphone, which is to be expected. You just, you know, you can't substitute for size and diaphragm and all the other stuff that goes into a big, meaty studio microphone. But I've also found over the last couple of years, most of you really don't give a shit about quality. As long as it's clear and audible, uh, you're just listening for my sweet, sweet takes. You don't care about bass resonance, tonal depths, uh, whatever else may be in the audio mix. So if this sounds okay to you, let me know, because it is quite convenient. I can sit here 
turn my head every which way, watch a ball game, give you running commentary during the game itself, because right now the Brewers are up 3-1, top five. Uh, Max Scherzer, <laughs> not been the Max we know, couple home runs. And this is a kind of a fun way for me to do the podcast, if it sounds okay. So I need your feedback on that. Okay, do you hate the current format of the wild card? Well, let's walk you back in time, shall we? Major League Baseball in the 1880s until 1969 had basically the same playoff format. Let me repeat, from the beginnings of baseball, the old banjo-led Ken Burns old-timey baseball in the 1880s until 1969, a year after I was born, they had the same format for the playoffs. What was the format? There were no playoffs. Oh, yes, there was a World Series, of course, which I don't consider playoffs. Playoffs? Of course it's playoffs. It's a World Series. Well, it's the World Series. It's the finals. But I don't think it was called – I don't consider it playoffs. They basically took – there's two distinct leagues, obviously, the American League and the National League. Took the best team record-wise from the American, best team record-wise from the National. They played in the best of seven or best of nine in 1903, 1919, 1920, and 1921. And in 1969, with 12 teams in each league, they actually went to two divisions, East versus West, and then the World Series. Now, the LCS back then was best five, and it was in a 2-3 format. So if you had home field advantage, you might start out in an 0-2 hole because you began your best of five on the road. So best of five, league championship series, then the World Series, that went on from 1969 to 1993, which is kind of insane that I don't consider 1993 ancient history, even though, well, geez, it's uh, 25 years ago. And yet that's what it was. Then they expanded again and realigned following the big nuclear strike of 1994, and they added five they had a best-of-five division series after that. So they went to three divisions, one wild card, which I think was smart because if, if you had three divisions, you could have a team that has a ton of wins that just didn't win their division because there was another team in the division that went crazy. And so they had three division winners and a wild card. They added the best-of-five division series in front of the best-of-seven LCS, and that format continued until 2012. What happened in 2012? Well, a couple things. One is there was an all-star game in Milwaukee that ended in a tie. And they said, oh, my God, we can't, we can't do this. We've got to have, we got to have a tiebreaker for, for the – we've got to make the all-star game count. I know what. We'll make the World Series home field advantage be tied to the all-star game result, American League, National League. I was fine with that, to be honest. Many people. Hated, hated, hated it. But anyway, that persisted uh, from 2012. Uh, they added, of course, as well in 2012, they uh, added the extra wild card. And then now you've got the format we've got right now. I would say best of three for this round would be fine. I'd probably prefer that. Of course, I would prefer more playoffs and less regular season. I would love to dial back the regular season to 154. Let all the records-keeping nerds lose their minds over, nothing's going to add up anymore. Nothing does add up anymore with all these damn home runs. And then I'd have best of three, then best of seven, then again best of seven in the LCS, and then best of seven World Series. I want more playoffs, less regular season. But the networks, the TV people... They have already said we've got enough postseason baseball. It's just what we need. We don't even want to expand the uh, division series to best of sevens too much. But I could go with best of three in the wild card. Looking back, though, it's kind of crazy 
how things used to be in baseball when it came to the playoffs. Gambling on football, you say. Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play where you know when you win, you're going to get paid. Because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's check in with my man, Notorious, J-A-Y. Hello? Oh, my God, you hit the post just right. Of course, it was guesswork by me. I was like, Notorious, J-A-Y, and I'm just guessing when you're going to pick up the phone. Hello! You are, are you pissed Um, off right now? (laughs) I knew you'd ask that. It's funny because... I'm like Don King. I'm going to be in the winning corner after the fight, no matter what, Jay. That's true. I keep, because you have two girlfriends. That's right. That's it's right. just, I, as I've said, I'm like Archie Manning tonight. I, I don't really <laughs> like it. I don't like it these two teams are playing. It's a stakes game. You know, later in the year, the Redskins will play the Packers, and I'll be up there at Lambeau, but I won't give two shits. I hope the Packers lay the wood to the Redskins, and who knows, they might be on their fifth quarterback by then. So I don't care. Truthfully, and, you know, the people in Milwaukee don't want me to hear this. They don't want me to say this, but I'll say it anyway. Of course, they're up right now, by the way. We're doing this live during the game. Uh, They're up 3-1. They don't want me to hear hear me say this, but um, the Nats are the better team that's healthier and deeper and has been a hotter team for longer than the Brewers. And so I think they deserve to go on, and I think they'd give the Dodgers in a best of five a better series. But, but as, what? But, but as my wise father told a ten-year-old crying Jacob Trail after we lost the championship game, the best team doesn't always win in baseball. Best team doesn't always win in a lot of sports. But in baseball, it's especially it's, so uh, in baseball. Yes. So I don't. Right. It's hard to get emotional. At well, the loss because you know we, we you know, but well, you the didn't other thing that to give up a three spot before the fourth inning though. No, and even though he just had an epic get out of trouble uh, fifth, yes, yes, it took way, filthy. it took way too much work though, and there was a at bat by Mustakas, former Nat, former everything, he's been around. Former uh, Royal, yeah, exactly. He, uh, you know. Uh, or no, not – hold on. Is Moustakas a former Nat? i got to look no, that up. No, he was a former – he was a Royal. He was a Royal. I don't think he was a Nat. I think he was a Royal, though. You know who I'm thinking of? Matt Morse, not Moustakas. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, hell, epic at bat finally gets him out. He shouldn't have to labor that hard. But now that he's gone five, he's definitely got to be done. And we're getting down to the crunch time of this game. So, yeah, the best team doesn't always win. And sports is not about who's the best team. Sports is about winning. It's about finding a way to win – no matter if you're the better team or not. See, uh, Eli Manning. He has two Super Bowls. I know. How the fuck did that happen? As wild cards. As wild cards. Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl victory. I know. 
Barry Cowan. That's what makes that's what makes you Dan Marino has none. Joe Flacco has one. Uh, so we I just went I just walked through before you came on, I walked through the history of baseball's postseason, including the insanely amazing I don't want to call it a stat, but the insanely amazing fact that baseball's format for the playoffs remained constant from eighteen eighty to nineteen sixty nine. And then they changed it because they had the they got more teams in sixty nine. Right, right. Right. But yeah. up until 68, <laughs> they took the the best record from the American League and the best record from the National League and said, "All right, let's play best of 7." They did that for 100 almost 100 years. Well, are you is that okay, I'm, I hate correct. Are you sure I remember there was a time they had best of 9. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I also went through that. There's a couple of years in the early aughts in aughts, which they played aughts. best of 9. <laughs> And apparently there was the, – the 1904 World Series didn't happen because the New York Giants because, because, refused yeah, to play. You said, we're not playing. We're not playing. Right. We're not playing. Why yeah. Why they do that? John McGraw. John McGraw. Yeah, he just said we're not going to play. <laughs> just because he was John McGraw, he was the son of a bitch. Like, That's fuck exactly it. what happened. We're yeah. not playing. <laughs> yeah. Because the, because of the um, – oh, my God. I can't remember. The American League president – I see his face. I just can't remember his name. He was the he was Goodell, but a meaner, angrier version. What and year? John you McGraw, mean back in the oh threes? Oh oh four. And John McGraw hated him so much. Van Johnson was his name. Van Johnson. So <laughs> John McGraw said, "Fuck it. When it's not going to show up, boom." Yeah, Fuck right. Van Johnson. How about your yeah. How about your World Series now, bitches? Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was saying today on the air, I go, man, remember the days in which the leagues were still technically separate? And that was the best because they, you they didn't had anything about the National League. Yes. Well, and, and the thing was, they still had separate league presidents. And I always remember the name Chubb Feeney. Chubb Feeney. Chubb Feeney. Just the greatest name. And I'm thinking, you know, if you were either the AL or NL president, it had to be the cushiest fucking job ever. Where literally your whole day was like, what do I got today? Nothing. Golf tournament. What do I got tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to go see the Yankees. Uh, what do I got Wednesday? Well, we got the George Brett hearing about the pine tar thing. Yeah, I was say, oh, shit. Have, I got to work a day. All right. Uh, they block out my afternoon, but my morning is free to go work out and play racquetball. Yeah, I got to yell at Earl Weaver for a little bit. Right. Lee McPhail, Bobby Brown, Gene Budig. Gene Budig was your American League president. And then finally... In 2000, they said, enough of this nonsense. We're getting rid of the leagues and the offices. These guys probably had secretaries and limos and a whole entourage. To do what? To do I was going to say, because the only time I remember the, the, uh, the, the, I guess, the president of baseball getting involved, I wasn't alive, but the only time I read about it was when uh, the ace owner – tried to sell off Vita Blue, Reggie Jackson just for cut rate. Right. And the and and the uh, Charlie O'Finley. Yeah, Charlie O'Finley. And then oh my God, I can't remember who the who the baseball president was. He was like, mm, no, nope, this is not gonna happen. And he he vetoed all these trades. Like Joe Rudy sure. traded for like to the Yankees. And they were he was like, nope, this is not gonna happen because it's gonna kill the competitive balance. Like David Stern did. God, I love your baseball With the Chris knowledge. Paul trade. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you love Jay Cottrell's baseball passion and knowledge? You know, he played adult rec league baseball up until what age? <laughs> 40. <laughs> 40. Ponce yes. de Leon baseball until you were 40 years old. I do I do baseball is my number one girlfriend. As a that proud is. as a proud black man, don't say that I'm the, the game I'm the last generation. I'm the last generation. Nah, I think I am. Nah, there's no, new guys. Who's the really? bat? Who's the bat flipper for the uh, White Sox? No, 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 no. I that mean, was... the, oh yeah, uh, the yeah, the, the shortstop. He's from Alabama. <laughs> I He's know. a great athlete. Yeah. But, uh, no, no. I mean, I mean, diehard fans. Not many of us forty to fifty uh... black guys who love baseball that you will see at a game. That's very true. I think they're around. Oh, he's safe. Save, Sorry. yeah, save it first, runner on first and second. <laughs> Live scoring updates th- during the podcast here. I hope that doesn't bother you. Yeah, Chubb Feeney was uh, followed by A. Bartlett Giamatti, Bill, Bill White, Lake. and Leonard Coleman. 
Can I tell you my favorite Bill White story very quickly? You have a Bill White NL president story. That's impossible. So me and Bill Bill White are in a strip club, Cheetahs, in Fort Lauderdale. Not me. No, 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 not me, but the best Bill White story ever. Okay. The Bill White played for the Cardinals. He played uh, um, with, um, oh, my God, why can't I think of the greatest Cardinals pitcher ever? Bob Gibson? But thank you. I mean, do I have Alzheimer's today? I don't know. Played with Bob Gibson. He roomed with Bob Gibson. Roomed with Bob Gibson. He then got traded uh, to the Cubs. Uh, Bob Gibson faced him the first time, hit him, just to let him know we're not teammates anymore. Oh, for fuck's sake, they're in a review right now. He was safe. He was. I don't know. Well, they have to. It's like football. They have to review everything. Safe. How long does it take? There's one game going on right now. <laughs> how many, how Jesus. Many <laughs> By the way, hey, you know the you know the person that holds the headsets and brings them out for the umpires. That person gets paid, I think, more money than official scores do. Drew Olson was bitter about that, saying, "I can't believe they're paying that lackey more than they pay me. I've got actual pressure on myself to make Wait a the minute. right." Drew- Drew does official scoring. He is, yeah, no, he is like the uh, third string official scorer for the Brewers. Like players will come to the official score after the game, give him shit. Yeah, they'd be like, "Hey, man, that wasn't no fucking error." Like the Soto play in this game, I thought was an error. He is safe, and it was called. That's bang bang, though. I know, and no, I thought the Soto play was an error, but they said on TV that's a double, and I'm like, okay, I wouldn't have ruled it that way, but. There's rules for how you rule stuff. So, yeah, the best gig is just to be the person that holds the headsets. Like, you can't have it on a cart or something like that. This delay is still fucking going on, and now they rule him safe. Well, no shit, Sherlock. All right. Back to our regularly scheduled Bill White story. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. So, so, him and Bob Gibson room together, and uh, he got traded to the Cubs. First to bet in the new season, Bob Gibson hits him. Just to let him know we're no longer teammates. That's I love great. I love Bob Gibson, by the way. <laughs> hey, that's my favorite. He did, he played for the Harlem Globetrotters and he quit the team because he didn't like the clowning around. No <laughs> shit. He was that serious. <laughs> he was that serious, yeah. <laughs> I bet he talked real with deep voice too. He's like you all grab ass and motherfuckers. I'm out of here. <laughs> you ain't taking this shit seriously. Fuck off, man. I'm going to go strike out a billion dudes and have an ERA under one. Uh, last question. The Mets offered, uh, what's his name, a contract today? An- Anthony, what's that about? Anthony Rendon. Rendon. What's that about? And they lowballed them. <laughs> okay. There's a lot to this. By the way, let me back up just a second. National League president and the National League office every year. Let me tell you what their extent of their meeting was at the end of the season. They all got together in some big conference room with a bunch of cigars and brandy and they said all right, first order of business. Are we going to adopt the designated hitter this year? (laughs) And like they're chomping on their cigars and they go okay, good one. Meeting's adjourned. We'll see you next year. We'll see you in spring training in Sarasota. <laughs> that was it. That was the extent of the National League meeting every fucking year. <laughs> no, we're not doing the DH this year. By the way, where are you as a passionate baseball fan on the DH in the year 2019? I'm a AL guy, so I like the DH. I hate seeing the pitcher come up and bunt or strike out. That's Got it. 95% of the time is what you get. Got it. All right, so let's talk Rendon for a second. Uh, the deal's a little light. Now, yes, and deferred money. Uh, yes, and and deferred money is what the learners do. And as Scott Lynn said to me, as a proud Jewish man with a smile on his face, <laughs> boy, when you say that the learners like to do that, that that's what they do, the deferred money, that sure does sound anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, Scotty, I feel you on that one. But that that is the rep. That is the rep of the learners. They're like, I'll give you $2 tomorrow for $0 today. How does that sound? And like for most ball with the hamburger. Yeah, exactly. So so you know, most baseball players be like, "No, I mean, uh, you know, you always want your money sooner rather than later so you can get get your money working for you 
if you're smart with it. If you're dumb with it, you'll just spend it all. But um, it's a little light. What's interesting is this, Jay. We don't know what the market is anymore for sluggers because last year two supposedly generational players in Machado and Harper came on the market, and it was crickets. It was crickets for so long, it damn near felt like collusion, if you ask me. Now, eventually, they both got a lot of money, but not as much money as they would have thought. And then this year, what happened? Home runs went up 11% across the board. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry hit 25 bombs. Whether that was intentional or not, who knows, but one could make the case that baseball had decided to devalue the price Uh, of slugging so that there's no point in paying for slugging because everybody can slug. Brett Gardner, a punch-and-judy hitter for Mm -hmm. his entire career, Mm -hmm. hit 30 home runs this year. That should be the tipping point right there. Right. Look at the Twins' final totals. 307? Is that what they hit? Or most like home runs in the majors, and they had got you know Nelson Cruz had forty two. He had the most, I think, or forty one. Well, Nelson Nelson Cruz can rake. Them. He can. He right. Has, he has a sample size. Right, but everyone else, you're like, who who are these guys? And it's thirty five, thirty three, thirty two, thirty four, twenty eight, twenty six. They had home runs all through their lineup. Pete Alonso hit the most home runs in the a rookie. Yeah, that has never been done before. It's so it's. Right. Uh, it's yeah, the home runs are not – hitting a home run is not the thing it used to be. And hitting 40 is not what it used to be. Ladies hitting 30 is not what it used to be. Ladies and gentlemen, the Amish clockmaker known as Steven Strasburg is now in pitching for the Nationals. Bottom like top six, and oh, shit, there's a base hit to lead off by Ryan Braun. You son of a by bitch. The way, I mean, good hit. what his stats are after he got popped for steroids? Uh, they're down. Has anybody has has Drew ever done that, or somebody up there in Milwaukee? To it's it's what? dramatically what his oh. stats are after he got popped for steroids. No, the Braun thing, and we're going to get back to the uh, uh, the oh, Rendon Marks. story yes. in just a second. But no, the uh, the Braun thing. It's interesting because you know they like the fact that he is still productive and a everyday player for him. But his reputation took a massive hit after he threw the pee collector under the bus following his positive test. That did not play well up there at all. Maybe in New York City or Boston, where you're more loyal to the team, you'd be like, yeah, fuck that piss collector. He was out to get him. But in the in the Midwest, <laughs> with good, kind folks in the Midwest, they're like, Braun, you fucking asshole. This guy's whole job is to collect piss from guys like you who are multimillionaires. And then as soon as you test positive, you're like, ah, he fucked up the sample. It was not me. And then it was proven to be a lie. And, and then he had to apologize. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I think they're, I think they're happy that he's an everyday player because he could have just become a, a complete dead weight. But he's not really beloved anymore. And besides, it's, like he it's, used to be. Right. It's Yelich's team. You know, that's he's not Aaron. Line. He's not on. He's not on the plane with Aaron Rodgers anymore. No, there's the shift. Okay. Double play cool. should be illegal. That's one of my rule changes for next year. I'm with you on lower, that. I do hate that. Lower the mound, ban the shift, and then we're going to start seeing some baseball again. No, no, no. I'd raise the mound. Why? You want more? In, you want more strikeouts? I yes, I wanted what it was in '68, where Gibson had like a one point whatever. That's what I want. Oh. Raise the mound. Yes. Oh, well, there's for the 12th straight year, Jay, strikeouts have hit a new record. So for 12 straight years in Major League Baseball, new record strikeouts, new record strikeouts, because new record people, strikeouts, new record strikeouts. Because people can't hit anymore. They either hit a home run. Well, they don't try. They don't try to. Yeah. I think they'll level it out. Nobody wants to be yeah, Nobody wants to uh, swing on an even plane anymore. Everybody wants the uppercut swing. Yeah. God, look at that. Jesus Christ. I know. If well, he they, wasn't a dick, he'd be much more lovable. Strasburg. Strasburg. He's quiet. He's not a dick. He's quiet. He's, he's kind of a he's, he's quiet. He's, and he's of a moody. Penis, he's quiet. And he's yeah, moody. Well, he's, he's, a, he's a penis. Well, you know what? They're ball players. They're all penises for the most part. Uh, okay. Well, am I wrong? Even guys like uh, Verlander, Verlander, who's got life by the balls, still bitches about reporters that he doesn't like, and you know he's barring guys from locker rooms. Just, come on, come on, man. I just hate the fact he throws ninety-seven. And goes to bed with Kate Upton every night. Exactly. <laughs> but you know who's you know who's getting sick of going to bed and waking up with Kate Upton one day at a time? Justin Verlander. Exactly right. 
It's getting a little less special every morning. That would take me about 10 years, but so, <laughs> it would eventually happen. <laughs> exactly. All right, so that said, uh, the Rendon thing's interesting because, A, we don't know what sluggers cost anymore. B, Rendon's a different cat. Oh, Strasburg's Ooh, filthy. That was nasty. Jesus <laughs> that thing dropped off the table. Okay, so one hit and then the full force of Strasburg. Um, we don't. We don't know what Rendon's all about. Rendon's a totally different cat than Harper. Harper is a Las Vegas show pony who's, dude, where's my ring? All about his hair and his beard and his image, and, you know, pimping home runs. You know, Rendon's just a quiet guy from Texas who's all about no drama. So will he care that maybe the offer is a little bit light? Does he know it's a starting yes. point? Can, he, can yes. he jack it upwards? Does he really want to go somewhere else? The only thing I worry about is, Rangers have money, and they're moving into another new ballpark next year. Which, when I heard about that, I was like, they just got that I one. I know. It's Texas, man. They, they just they, built shit bigger. down there. Everything, everything's bigger down there, and they got that oil money. They just keep on building. Okay, let's switch gears to the NFL. Jay, congratulations to your Steelers. You won a game? Before before the congratulations, there was a one of your faithful listeners who follows me on Twitter, and we didn't get into a argument but i said mason rudolph sucks which he <laughs> and after um after mason rudolph's performance he gave me the the uh twitter eyeballs and i'm like i wanted he just played the <laughs> i can't get excited over the fucking bangles i know so so i i can't applaud mason rudolph mason rudolph stinks i i don't think he's the answer but then again, who is the answer? Do you think that Gardner Minshew is the real deal? I don't know. If, I don't think any of these spread quarterbacks are the real Do deal. Do you think Kyle I, Allen, who's still undefeated as a starter, no. is the real deal? No. I don't, okay. I, don't, I don't think any of these new quarterbacks are the real deal. Okay. Uh, do you think Daniel Jones is the real deal? No. Okay. It's too good. Two games. All no. right. Do you think Kyler Murray's the real deal? He's playing on a shitty team, and yep. he's had some good second halves. The bloom is off but, the rose a bit on uh, Lamar Jackson. I was going to say, see, everybody was ready to uh, give him the MVP, but they forgot that he played St. Louis. Or not St. Louis. Arizona. I know. And Miami. Miami. See, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I do like – I like Lamar Jackson's style and wit because somebody asked him, like, hey, were you banged up on that play in the game? And he looks around and it like a kind of quizzical look and then he does a little hop step. A little dance. He does a yeah. little dance where he looks down at his feet. He's like, up, 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 up. He's like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> Fucking funny, man. I like that. Uh, he's, he's kind of the opposite of Cam, who's way too fucking dramatic. Did you see? And the- Cam thinks he's smarter than what he is. He says <laughs> – some of the dumbest shit ever, and you go what? If you like, there's a guy who 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 does his press, who uh, has taken bits from his press conferences, and Cam is an idiot. Cam Cam Newton is an idiot, but well, he thinks he's smart, and that's the worst kind of idiot. Did you see the podcast he did, the video clip with I forget who it was, where he talked about his vegan diet, and he was smoking a cigar, and he was drinking a glass of wine. Did you see that? I did not see that, no. Okay, I'll have to send you the link. I got to say, he just looks douchey because he's, he's got this cigar and a glass of wine. He says something, and he takes a big drag, and he's like, Phew. I'm like, okay, dude, right on. And this was, of course, after he you know, didn't play a game because uh, you know, of his injury. I came around on Cam, and I really liked watching him play, even though I knew he was a bit of a drama queen. And the dressing up afterwards is a bit ridiculous, but you got to wonder now: is he done as a player? I like Cam as a player. I think Cam as a person. I wonder how much money, by the way, he took at Auburn. I still like to. Know, I like to know how much money Eric Dickerson made at at SMU and how much money Cam made at Auburn. Was, I think. I think 30, we know. On both of those. I think we know. Wasn't the report that Cam and his dad? Took like two hundred grand from they Ole Miss. Were offered from Ole Miss. We don't know yeah. if he took it. Cecil Newton, by yeah. the way, old yes. Cecil, pra- Pastor. Why wow, the Reverend Cecil? Re- Reverend Cecil. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> By the way, is Pomeranz throwing fucking wiffle balls out there? Holy it is shit. Moving, yes. Look at when the have, movement on his shit. Wasn't he? No, he wasn't a former uh, Nat. Oh, God. Well, some There's nothing down worse, the by the way, than looking at a third strike. You feel really stupid. Yeah. Then you got to walk back to the dugout. Yeah, and they, yeah, because swinging, you can go, yeah, I just missed that one. Looking, you have no excuse. None whatsoever. Yeah. Well, the excuse is I had literally 1.2 seconds <laughs> to make a decision. So that's my excuse. Like, that applies to every major league pitch. <laughs> it's insane to think of how hard it is. Okay, um, so back to, back to football and uh, and your Steelers. You won a game. Congratulations. Yes. That's great. Yes. Hey, how about that? Hey, how about that? Uh, the overall prospects don't change. Meanwhile, for my Redskins, what do you think the chances uh, they go 0-16 are? I, I want to go to Miami for the game. I'm trying to talk a buddy into no a way for that. Yes. Oh we, my God! It's because, the you know what's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be the Tua Bowl. Yes. <laughs> tickets are because uh, my guy's son AJ lives down there, and he's like tickets are available. Of course think, they're I available. Think I go down. Yes. Tickets. You could coat tickets in the cure for cancer, and they'd still be available. <laughs> so I'm so I really think. I think I want to go. This could be one of the most epic games ever. I It really could. And I think for the Redskins, 0-16 is now in play. No question about it. No, by the way, you always say it's not rock bottom. You go 0-16, that's rock bottom. Well, it would be rock bottom record-wise for sure, yeah. But it's rock it's rock bottom franchise. For the one of the most proud franchises ever, this is now rock bottom. It's like the Knicks from last year. The Knicks had the worst record ever, and that's rock bottom. Don't you the think Orioles. You're a, the you're Orioles a, hit rock bottom last year. You're yes. a Nick fan, and you have yes. seen many false rock bottoms. Yes. No, so, last year was rock bottom for the Orioles and the Knicks. Yeah, that but, was rock bottom. Yeah, but you had already thought you had hit rock bottom with both those teams, and you found a new rock bottom. I don't, it can't get any worse than what it got last year. Sure it can. It can. <laughs> Everything can always get but worse. In, in football, it can get no worse than 0-16. <laughs> You can get no other rock bottom. Well, for the Redskins, here's how it can get worse. They keep losing, and somehow Dan Snyder tricks some entity into building him the worst new stadium in the worst possible place in the D.C. market, and they put a fucking moat around it. <laughs> Massive curveball, Soto strikes you, out. Tom, you, you couldn't hit that with a tennis racket. <laughs> <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> And, uh, and, and uh, yeah, so uh, they, you could put a stadium in the worst part of town, put a moat around it, and then you could lose the name. Let's say maybe Snyder decides. <laughs> he to sell it to someone. No, <laughs> Snyder might decide, look, I know I've made mistakes. The team needs a fresh start. I'm going to rename it the you know, the Washington Warriors or whatever, and it changes the name and logo. A lot of people would cheer that on who have wanted to change the name for some time. That's even worse than what it is right now. So, I remember you saying uh, 10, maybe 15 years ago, the thing that scared you the most about Dan Snyder is that he's pretty much the same age you are, and you can't wait him out. Oh yeah. One of you, yeah. Well, and one of you are going to die like right around the same time, at the same time. Yeah. So he's he's not going to go before you. And he, does he have kids? To, to yes. Do? I don't, okay. Yeah. His right. his son played football at Bullis, where one Dwayne Haskins played. Okay. Why do you think and he drafted him? He is he just as dopey as his dad? I don't know. Maybe okay. maybe the son maybe someday the son takes over and says his first press conference. His opening statement is, I am so sorry for my father. I cannot apologize <laughs> enough. All I did growing up was sit there embarrassed that he was doing what he did. Everything he did, I'm doing the opposite. I'm your new owner. You're in good hands now. That'd be great, but I know that's not going to happen. By the way, uh, listener Kenneth Guckenberger, who is an attorney in Denver, a long email, wonderful email, explained just why the Broncos, Jay, 
are so fucked oh, right Bol- now. Oh, the Bolin family is screwing that up. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know this because I'm not following it closely enough. He said, look, when Pat Bolin was around and running the team. Great, own, great owner. Great man. owner, class franchise, championships, and championships. Then when he fell ill and couldn't run the team, they put it to a trust. And the trust did insane shit that trusts do, like they give Josh McDaniels control of the team, including roster control. Stupid. They let that go to shit. Then they hire John Elway, which is a personality-based move because Elway's been terrible. I think we can agree, right? Running yeah, the team. Well, he can't pick a quarterback. That's you know, goddamn well true. Luckily, the force of Peyton Manning in his human growth hormone final years in the league was enough to carry Elway. You know, the force of Peyton Manning was enough to carry them to one more championship, right? But since then, it's gone straight to shit. And Elway apparently extended Flacco right before the season. I did not know that. Did you? Oh, my God. I didn't hear that. Oh, my God. So that's fucked up. That's fucked up the cap. What are these guys throwing? Have you seen that one? I know. Jesus. They fucked Flacco. They fucked the cap up until 2021. And get this. According to my man Ken, the Bolin, the Bolin, Bolin, the Bolin kids are suing each other over the team and control. That always works out. See Casey Kasem's kids. Exactly. So the Broncos are good and fucked for quite some time, and they're 0 4. Um, Yeah, it sucks. You can't outrun bad ownership in the NFL. You can't. You might swerve into a, a good year here or a good year there. But ultimately, you don't outrun it. That's why the Bengals, the team that looked so awful on Monday night, they haven't won a playoff game since what year, Jay? Oh, wow. Uh, 95? Wasn't it something like that? Wrong. George Herbert Walker Bush was president. Not George, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first Bush. Yeah. 80. 80- 89? Yeah, no, it was George Herbert Walker Bush. The original George Bush. Not going to do it. 90. It's the longest string, it's the longest number of years since a playoff win in the NFL. I remember watching them on Hard Knocks, and they were showing the operation. And when I saw the daughter as the vice president, I said, well, there you go. That lets me know everything I need to know. (laughs) That Mike Brown's daughter... I was like, I know why they lose because this, the, the, uh, the dad, he, they, you know, they don't have a practice facility. Nope. They practice at the stadium. Yeah. They like have to cross the street. Yep. The Redskins, the Redskins and the Bengals were the only two without one. And now at least we got a bubble, which is really not sufficient, but at least it's something. Yeah. You cannot run that. You cannot outrun a mom and pop operation. Okay. Are you ready to play? Fuck that guy. How did the Colts win? Um, again, force of Manning. Okay. When you watch Tony Dungy on football night in America, do you say, wow, what a dynamic coach. I'd run through a wall for that guy. Ooh, no, you're not a Tony Dungy fan. Not really. Am I, am I supposed to be? Oh, no, no, no. I, I have, I have no feelings on Tony Dungy. I just never heard anyone be against Tony Dungy. He's well, a, he's a, mild he's America's likable guy. He's like Bill Cosby of the NFL. I know. Except he didn't Rusey chicks. I'm just, but <laughs> everybody loves Tony Dungy. <laughs> well, I don't dislike Tony Dungy. I just think I, I I look at him. I'm thinking, how did that guy win a Super Bowl? Peyton Manning. Okay. All right, time for fuck that guy. You ready to go? Uh, I think so. You want me to go first? Yes, I'll let okay. you go first. Stand by, Jay. Fuck that guy is rolling. I got a good one. You're going to like this one. Let's be right up your alley. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right. So we were on remote today outside Nats Park, and there's an interesting phenomenon that goes on with us on remotes. It seems like a vast number of the public or vast majority of the public has no concept of what on the air entails because the number of people that will come up to you and want to ask you something while you are broadcasting is staggering to me. 
And so today, I was sitting there during a break with my headphones fully on. You know why I had my headphones fully on? Didn't want to fucking talk to anybody. Right. Right. Some dipshit comes up to me and starts asking me a question about something totally unrelated to my broadcast or anything else. To the point in which I had to say to myself, what am I, a fucking usher here? Uh, what's is there a is there an ATM somewhere near here? Uh, how do I get over to Half Street? Fuck off! What am I? I'm a guy on a headset. I'm doing a show. What is wrong with you? Get a clue in life. What makes okay. you think I'm your personal answer desk? You I don't limit at every remote. You need to have a, have a get back coach. Well, we need a fucking velvet rope. Is what we need. That's true. And we need a sign that says "Don't talk to the talent." <laughs> but you know what? Who am I, Jay? Tony Kornheiser? Oh! Boo! Boo! Boo. Oh, Keep the so, from between here and here. <laughs> I love meeting people who are listeners and fans of the show. But they usually identify themselves, and they're discreet about it. The guy who just comes up and asks me a dumb, random question... Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right, Jay, what do you got, brother? I was watching, uh, by the way, the red, the red Zone might be the greatest invention in the last 15 years of sports. Okay. Uh, so I'm watching the Red Zone, and they're flipping between game and game and game. And they happen to, like, for like five games in a row, catch a sideline reporter. Okay. I, Evan Washburn, pretty good. I, I know him very well. Love him. Okay. But I hate sideline reporters. They offer nothing. They're pretty bad. What are they there for? They offer absolutely nothing. I dislike all sideline. Well, not all sideline. Just about. You dislike, the, you dislike the concept of them for sure. So you I say. the concept, yes. To the two, guys and gals. To the two-question maximum interview that gleans no great insight into the game. To that whole concept you say. Fuck, Fuck those that. guys and yeah. What about the injuries? We don't know anything yet. Yeah. Oh, We're not allowed to report on the injuries. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jay. That'll do it for us today. Enjoy the rest of the game. Thanks as always, brother. We'll talk to you. Bye bye now. Bye bye now. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Exactly. All right. Let's end on this today. The headline said Tesla's summon my car feature causing havoc with drivers. Apparently, those who have a Tesla have a button on their phone which says, like, you press a button, and you can command your Tesla to come find you, to pull out of its, excuse me, pull out of its parking spot and come to you from 200 feet away. 200 feet. Not 200 yards. 200 feet. Feet. And so what's happening is, you know, some Tesla users say, I tried this in my empty driveway just for fun, and it ran right into the garage door. I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, I would be too. Other accidents have occurred when these driverless Teslas slowly back out of parking spots, back out of driveways, back into traffic, and people around them are like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? There's nobody in that car. It apparently didn't dawn on anybody from Tesla that one of the key elements of close quarters driving is to have visual eye contact with other drivers. Like, hey, are you coming out? Ooh, I see you. Do you see me? Okay, good. We see each other. Let's make sure to calm down and not back out in a hurry. The driverless Tesla, it doesn't give a shit. It's like, must follow orders, backing out of spot, driving 200 feet to owner. Tesla's been backing out into traffic, causing accidents, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know, man. I love the Tesla concept. I, my brother has one. He swears by it. It's super cool, super sleek. I wish I had that giant iPad-sized display in my regular combustion engine vehicle. But do we really need to use our phones to just say, hey, uh, I'm too lazy to walk 200 feet and do pull my own car out of a spot, here, bloop, you do it for me. 
and then watch mayhem ensue all around. In fact, that could be one of the new mayhem commercials, one of the all-state mayhem commercials. Okay, as you can tell from my voice, I might have blown it out uh, while screaming about people at remotes. And not fans, if you've come up to me at a remote to say hi, I am not talking about you at all. I'm talking about the clueless dipshits who should be asking somebody else for directions, not me. All right, that'll do it for tonight. 3-1, bottom seven, Nats at the plate. It's getting late quickly now as they got to get something going. Full recap tomorrow on the Zabecast. Mr. X wants to give some baseball preview, so likely double shot of him this week. Football five ways Friday coming up on Friday as well. Thank you for listening, and, of course, thank you for being a loyal downloader and subscriber and listener of the Zabecast. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win, you're going to get paid, because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.